Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Kristen Miller, it is so nice to have you on This Can't Be That Hard. How are you today? Anime, it is a total delight. I'm so excited <laughs> to get to chat with you. It has been way too long since I saw you in person, but it is really nice to see you on the screen. A lot has happened since I last saw you in person. Decades of life, all, Decades in, one, of all life. in one lifetime. <laughs> exactly. I know it's been an amazing year this month, but yeah, with everything that has been going on when you reached out, I guess now it's almost been like a month or six weeks ago. Six weeks. And when you reached out, we sort of had this back and forth and I was like, oh, this could be a really good mini mentoring. So I'm excited, even though a lot has happened in those six weeks in terms of what we were talking about, I'm excited to kind of break that all down with you and hear, hear how it went and then sort of talk through where you are now. So <laughs> instead of speaking vaguely and continuing to do that, I am going to, <laughs> I'm going to set my timer and, and I'm just going to have you jump in and sort of give everybody a sense of like where you were then, what's happened in the meantime and where you are now. Sound good? Totally. Awesome. Let's do it. Start uh, that timer. Sounds good. Ready, set, go. Okay, so the mini session and I have been frenemies for a long time. And in <laughs> COVID times, I really was feeling like I needed to do something different. And the simple sales system seemed, I mean, your approach and the simple sales system seemed like a really magical way to kind of bridge what I wanted to provide for the subset of my audience that can't afford or isn't prioritizing their budget for mm -hmm. a full session. And the full session experience, but still give me a way to kind of tap into those people and give them a great experience and also make a little bit more money than I was making with the mini session carousel, if you will. There's nothing wrong with mini sessions, but for my life, for my experience where I am right now, I just didn't feel like a great fit. So my quandary was, you know, I have this, this is my fifth year, almost six year in business. And I have a whole subset of full session clients that I just was not prepared yet to take the leap to say, guess what guys, I'm doing this completely differently now. You right. have to do it this way with a session fee and a collection fee because this you know, body of um, folks that I work with would be like, what's happening? But yeah. the mini session audience seemed like a perfect place to try it out. So my question for you was like, A, am I allowed to do that? Because you know, we always feel like we have to have permission before we make a huge leap like that, especially with mini sessions. Because yep. I feel like clients in the fall, if you live especially in New England where I live, it's like automatic. Of course you're a photographer doing fall mini sessions. Mini sessions. Isn't that right. what everyone does? So I did an experiment. And I created, essentially, I took your approach and the simple sales system, which I used through PicTime, which is magical. And I blasted it out to all of my mini session clients and then kind of like took a deep breath and drank eight cups of coffee. <laughs> and it, it's, I mean, fall, fall is still kind of going for us here, but right. um, so far it's been awesome. Oh, good. And I'm kind of surprised. I've definitely had, you know, a big concern that I had going into it was like, are clients going to really understand Mm -hmm. that they have a session fee and then all of their post-session collection, post collection purchases. And God forbid what happens if I have a client that's like dissatisfied right. 
all of our own insecurities bubble up when we try new things. And so far it's worked really, really well. I have only shipped five of the 15 that I have mm -hmm. sold. And you know, you could say for me, it was half session. So that's one session a day, not these five sessions in one day kind of factories that I would do with mini sessions. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm going to, going to make a good chunk more money than I would have if I was doing mini sessions. And I'm able to give a really personalized experience, even for this audience that is, it's an aspirational purchase for them still just mm -hmm. a bit, but it's accessible for those clients that were we're still kind of into the mini session purchase idea. So I still don't know about making the leap to full sessions though. Yeah. This is a thing that I'm on the fence about. And I'm, I'm so curious to, to hear what you think, knowing that that's kind of the universe that I'm coming in, in with. Yeah. Well, I think what it, one of the things that I love about, you know, this concept of the half session instead of the mini session is that it really is a bridge. It's a closer bridge for that aspirational client than like a true mini session is because not only is it stretching them a little bit more in terms of their like financial investment, but it's also you're able to give them a much better sense of what having a real session with you is and what settling into the rhythm of a session is rather than that like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, mini session thing that doesn't really showcase I mean, I, at least for me, when I've done mini mm -hmm. sessions in the past, I'm like, hi, come here. Okay, I'm going to take a picture. Okay, get out. Like, it's so, <laughs> it feels frenetic, even if I'm not, maybe, maybe it doesn't come across that way, but it feels that way. So, you know, especially for those of us, I think, who are on the more photojournalist end of the family spectrum, which I am. But yeah. The like speed of a mini is so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I've never participated in any of those like speed dating things that people do, but I feel like it's like the difference between a speed date and a long date versus let's have a cup of coffee. You oh, know, totally. maybe we could stretch it to an hour. Anyway, totally. I digress. So I think that that was really smart to, to sort of try it out that way. And when you first reached out to me and you were like, can I do this? I was like, yeah, of course you can. I think the thing that most people when they, at least the people who go so far as to purchase buy into the blueprint. So they've invested money and they're sort of mentally prepared to kind of switch their entire business over. But I have a lot of students who are like you, very well established in their businesses where it is, you know, when you're new, you can switch directions very easily because you, you don't really have many people to turn around and explain, oh, this is different now, or oh, my prices are changed, you know, are changing, or the way that I run my sessions is changing. Like all those things are very nimble. So that's a benefit, you know, on the on the downside, you're <laughs> you're faced with so many decisions and you don't have a lot of like experience to draw from. So so I do have a fair number of people who have a deep client roster. And that is one of the biggest obstacles for them is figuring out like, it, am I willing to jump in? So I actually think that it was a really smart idea for you to do the work, but not necessarily put the pressure of that on your entire, your whole setup. So yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm happy to talk you through where, what your concerns are at this point, but I'm also curious just to to hear about those. Like now that you've been through this, granted with only, you said five. I've shipped five of the 15. Right. So you've, you've been through a small subset, but 15 is a pretty decent sample size in terms of working with people about it. 
Where have you had hiccups that you were like, oh, I'm not sure if my client base is ready or what are your biggest concerns? I mean, I feel like for me still, you know, my full session clients, they invest a, a good bit of money in the experience and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm happy to say, I think most of them would say that they get that value back plus some, I'm but sure. I think for me, that shift of having a conversation with a client in a full session capacity and, and starting with the session fee versus the post-session collection, because I feel, and this is totally in my brain, right? My investment when it comes to a full session, especially if I'm going to someone's home for you know, an hour and a half, two hours with a newborn, I'm so already in it. Mm -hmm. That to me, I'm having a hard time, I think, being able to figure out how exactly to, to really explain it in a way that doesn't, that still doesn't feel salesy, which is so funny because with the half sessions, it's, it's just fallen out of my face. It's just, you know, your scripts plus, you know, things that I was already doing. It's as easy. This is how it works. And yeah. I hope you love it because I love it too. Yeah. Um, but it feels like the stakes are a little higher with a full session. Right? It, they are. And a full session client. Yeah. So tell me what you do with your full session clients right now. What's the structure? It's, you know, it's funny. I had a lot of the infrastructure in place that you use and that I, you know, learned to refine from the blueprint already. We have a phone conversation. We talk about what they're hoping for. We talk about what I do. My collections that I offer for my full session clients all include session, the actual session and the time and the editing, all that stuff. And then there's some version of an all-inclusive. So the lowest collection is, you know, a certain number of digitals, no print credit, and then it kind of goes up from there, but it's all in one package. Price and when do they pay they, that? So they'll do a deposit to book the session and then they pay the remainder, usually a couple of days before the actual session itself. So by the time I arrive, everything is paid for, whether they're getting an album or they have $150 in print credit, it's all been kind of taken care of. Okay. Which ironically feels like less pressure to me for full session clients than it does when they're doing a session fee. And then I'm like, oh, which collection are they going to purchase? Oh, I'm in love with these images. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a mind game. It's such a mind game. This is hilarious. Like I was expecting you to say, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was, because what you're explaining to me just from an outsider's perspective, going with a more simple sales structured approach is actually way less pressure on your clients. They're not pre-buying anything. All they're doing, I mean, You're that so deposit, right. would you return their deposit under any circumstances other than like you totally messed up? Goes toward their cost. I mean, as COVID aside, no. Yeah. No, I fortunately have never had that happen, but. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I suppose you could take the simple sales structure and instead of calling it a session fee and then charging, let's say it was like a $200 session fee and your packages were 800, 1,000 and 1,200, you could call it a $200 deposit <laughs> and make your collections 1,000, 1,200 and 1,400. I mean, you do it, you could call it that if you want to. I like being able to make the numbers sound smaller, even though obviously they add up and I don't like try and pretend like they don't, but, but yeah, what you would be selling, let's say that a new client called you up <clears throat> or an old client, even, you know, gets, given that that's your more, your, your bigger concern, you're, you've been in business for a long time. You've run your numbers. I know that you're not losing money on your sessions. So chances are you wouldn't have to change your pricing really. Right. It would just be the way that it's structured. And when it's restructured, 
you would be presenting people with a lower risk situation where it's like yeah. you pay for the session and then once you've seen your photos you're gonna you get to choose a collection now you're saying you're concerned that you you know then you're gonna be on the seat of your or edge of your seat being like which one are they going to choose well yes there is that but again when your pricing is set up correctly even if every single one of your clients goes for the lowest collection you're going you're still going to be making money yeah and what yeah. i generally find is that that's the opposite of what happens if people haven't seen their photos they are much more disciplined about choosing a lower package versus once the photos are in front of them and they love them they're like oh how could we possibly go with a lower package we have to get all the images which is how, so which is how I end up selling, you know, almost always the, the top package. I don't think it's so funny how we get stuck in our heads about stuff. And I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I always say, you know, your clients, you know, your stuff. So far be it for me to tell you what to do. But from, from a third person perspective, my instinct is that this is not as big of a jump as you may feel like it is. It's just, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's just, you're like, don't let your brain mess around with your brain, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I and think, then, you know, the other thing too, is that, and you kind of said it is that, you know, with an audience that is already obviously because you've educated them, but they're already kind of planning on investing a certain amount of money in the experience. I think finding ways to differentiate why the, you know, the additional spend on the other side of the session fee or the minimal deposit or whatever we end up calling it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and to continue to deliver on something that they feel really, really amazing about, oh, of course we're gonna purchase the top collection after the session, I think right. is so important. And something that until we were just having this conversation, I hadn't really thought about the fact that in my brain, it does not make it less valuable or less important or um, less personalized to do it this way for those full session clients. And, you know, I think part of it may just be that I, I have quite a deep roster of existing clients and figuring out the right way to transition them mm -hmm. that takes into account whatever their feelings may be about the circumstance, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Especially because of the, just what they sort of automatically get as a part of their top spend. Mm -hmm. you know, ahead of, ahead of the actual session. I think maybe that is also a part of it. You know, how do you transition when you've, you've done it a certain way with these clients for a number of years and you know, financially they will stick with you, but mm -hmm. the messaging and the communication of that is so key in a way that makes them feel like you're not just kind of leaving them to the side. Totally. And I think, you know, uh, I don't know. How, do you know off the top of your head about how many clients you work with over the course of a year with regular sessions? So I would say in like a two year span, I see between a hundred and 125 families. Okay. That's about the same that I do. You, know, you have one family that'll do like a full session one year and then they'll wait. And then some yep. families will, you know, you get yep. how it goes. Yeah. So I would definitely say that, you know, you could put together an email that sort of outlines the whole thing. And then if you have clients who you have, you feel you're nervous about the way that this is going to feel to them, I might just try and jump on the phone. I mean, these are the things that I'm all about scaling and like getting scaling is the wrong word, but like automating and streamlining and really making my, my workflow as simple as possible when it comes to the session process. But I never want people to misunderstand the fact that like this, I don't run like a big factory 
experience for my clients. And they don't feel like I do because I'm very quick to jump on the phone with them or message them, you know, text them on my phone or whatever. And be, and, and so they have this sense that I am like right there with them. And the fact that my emails go out automatically and all that sort of stuff, whoop, I don't think it detracts from that. I think that as long as it is approached and, you know, my clients know I'm a busy person and I run a business and I have all these systems dialed in, but at any point, if there is something that they're hung up on or whatever, like I am more than happy to jump in and talk directly to them and manage whatever it is that they need. And I think I have found over the years that people really respect that. They, you know, they feel mm -hmm. well taken care of. And the fact that there is this system in place to them gives them this assurance that even when I'm crazy busy or even if my kids are sick or even if I have to go out of town for some reason, their photos aren't going to get lost in the mix. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? I totally, totally. It's just making people feel like they matter. Yeah, regardless yeah, absolutely. Of whether because they it's do. a change in your business or not, right? Because they do, right? These are a livelihood. Of course they matter. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so. No, you're so right. You're so right. And I think this is just a great example of even when you have, even when you have a very full business, I'll say, and everything's going awesome, you can still have those moments of what am I actually doing here? <laughs> totally, which is what we were talking about before we hit the record button yes. about that vacillation between <laughs> everything is going great and I'm rocking it out to what in the world I am like barely hanging on. <laughs> the spectrum of two completely different gifts, right? Like the Elaine oh, yeah. dance versus like the Leo despair. <laughs> Yeah. That's being an entrepreneur. Right? I was going to say, which can happen in the span of an hour. Like it definitely Legit. does not take a long time. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. And you know, I always feel like the change, even as arbitrary as it is, like that post-holiday January doldrum season is such a good time to make shifts like this. You have more time to focus on things like messaging. People understand that oftentimes small businesses will make, you know, systems changes around the new year. So I, I think that if you chose to, to take that path, it wouldn't be a bad time of year to do it. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I got to do some brain work here on a May. <laughs> I think that's, that's what we figured out today. Thanks for that. Oh, if, uh, I, if you've only just figured that out, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> I have to think about my thinking on the regular. But Meta. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. This was really great. Oh, this gosh. Really great. It's my pleasure. I hope that the rest of your busy season goes really well and, and that those little ones of yours are happy and healthy for the holidays. <laughs> Thank you. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.